0: Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship, and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi, guys. How is everybody's week going? I'm speaking to you, obviously this is in advance of the episode being released on its usual Friday and in real time, real time me is on Friday heading to a really cute spa day with her mum who is newly retired so it's going to be super nice and super exciting. So I'm imagining that that's where I am right now as I record this podcast for you. (laughs) And whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a great Friday or whatever day of the week you are catching up with this podcast on. (laughs) Today's episode is all about jealousy. And I've had quite a few people drop me messages on Instagram requesting this. So I really hope it helps. And first of all, I want to talk about who we get jealous about. We can feel jealous for all kinds of reasons. We can feel jealous when our partner likes another girl's picture. We can feel jealous when our friend is hanging out with another friend. We can feel jealous when our partner is spending time with their family and not us. We can feel jealous when somebody gets a promotion at work that we wanted to get. Jealousy is a totally normal human emotion. And of course, as you know from listening to this podcast, all emotions, jealousy included, comes from the way we think. So if you're in the habit of telling yourself, they make me feel so jealous when they, insert whatever the behavior is, go for dinner with this friend, like this person's picture, whatever it is, stop. (laughs) And notice who you're attributing your emotion to. Jealousy doesn't come from what they do, it comes from what you think, always. And even reframing that too, I feel jealous when I tell myself, insert whatever the thought is, is going to help you see where your power is rather than feeling very powerless. So what I'm talking about when I talk about jealousy isn't when we see our friend going on holiday and we say, oh, I'm so jealous. (laughs) I describe that more as envy. We're envious of what someone else has or is experiencing and we wish we had it, which as you'll all know is very different to jealousy. So what I mean by jealousy is when we feel like something we really, really care about could be taken away from us in some way or someone is encroaching on what is ours. It's going to steal it from us. And when we feel jealous in our relationships, it can really impact the way we show up. We can become reactive and maybe say and do things we would never normally do. We can become a little controlling. (laughs) Maybe we're up all night on our partner's phone or laptop looking through their emails and contacts. We're monitoring our partner's communications, looking at their whereabouts, maybe looking at their Instagram um, friends. (laughs) and doing this we can create a lot of disconnection in our relationships which ironically is the complete opposite of what we want. A lot of us tend to see our romantic partners in particular as possessions of ours. You may even feel this way a little bit about friends. I know I definitely did that that person was my friend and somebody else trying to hang out with her, and she was trying to steal what was mine. <laughs> Or maybe you relate more to that in romantic relationships of this is my boyfriend or girlfriend. Nobody else's, so everyone else needs to back off. (laughs) It seems like a very normal, natural thing to think, which again, being a human with a primitive brain, it totally is. But just because it's a very common, natural thought pattern doesn't make it useful because no other human is your possession. Even if they say they are your partner (laughs) or your friend, It still doesn't mean they are yours. It simply means you are currently in a mutually agreed relationship. They don't belong to you and you don't get to dictate or control their behavior as much as we would all love to at times. (laughs) But the reason we feel this possessiveness is because of the meaning we've attached to this particular person. So think about it. You probably don't get possessive or jealous when your hairdresser is doing other people's hair. (laughs) It's a really random example. But why is that? It's because you've not placed any emotional meaning or importance on your relationship with that person. It's a really strange example, I know, but sometimes it's worth considering where you aren't jealous, the relationships where you don't feel jealousy, to show your brain the difference in your thinking in particular situations. Maybe you don't feel jealous when your partner hangs out with a particular group of friends, but you do if it's a female friend. That's another great opportunity to notice the difference in your thinking in either circumstance. So I believe jealousy comes from the following three thought errors. So thought error number one is that your happiness or positive emotion rides on this person or thing. So you could even compare this to if somebody gets a promotion that you wanted at work. Maybe you feel jealous because you're believing that that promotion was your ticket to feeling successful, fulfilled, happy, good enough at your career. And without that promotion, you cannot feel this way. The same in our relationships. We see our partner or maybe our best friend, whoever, as the source of the positive emotion that we feel. And when we feel jealous, we're subconsciously believing that if this thing leaves or is taken from us, we won't be able to be happy. So naturally we see other people as a threat because our brains are so terrified of our partners using their free will to leave us for that. You subconsciously decided you couldn't be happy without them. So we naturally turn into Lenny from Of Mice and Men, really clutching on to our partners so tightly because we believe our future happiness rides on keeping them. But whether it's your romantic partner, your best friend, your job title, whatever it is, it is never that thing that creates your happiness. Because what creates our emotions? All together now, our thoughts, our brains. The reason you feel happiness with your partner is because of the thoughts in your own brain when you're around them. You create your happiness and you could actually create happiness without them. They aren't the happiness vending machine that someone else is trying to steal access to and steal your happiness away from you. Your happiness always comes from your brain. So ask yourself, what am I believing I wouldn't be able to feel if this person was no longer in my life? What thoughts perhaps would I no longer be able to believe about myself or my life? Do I believe if this person chose to leave my life, I could be happy? If not, no wonder you're always wanting to monitor their whereabouts and keep them on lockdown and fight off anyone that could steal them from you. An example for my own life is within friendships, where I based my worth and value on my friendships and how many friends I had. So my brain was always on red alert for how a friend could be, in air quotes, taken from me. Because I believed if they were taken, I would have to believe I was a loser and not fun or good enough, which we're going to talk about more in the third thought error. So I'm skipping ahead a little bit. So we will come back to that. So that was thought error number one, that your happiness depends on keeping this person or this thing. Thought error number two is that there's a limited amount of this thing to go around. So it could be stolen from you. So your partner's attention, their love. Maybe success at work, praise, money, it's all limited. So if someone else gets some of it, it's taking from what you can experience and enjoy. If our friend is spending time with another friend, that means there's less love or connection for us. If our partner is talking to another girl, it means there's less attention for us. If our partner finds another human attractive, that takes from their attraction to us can see it's this total scarcity mindset that love connection attention attraction it's that it's all limited or scarce in some way and therefore we need to protect our stock of it (laughs) i used to feel this way a lot in my friendships that if a friend was giving attention or connecting with another friend it somehow took away from the connection and friendship that they had with me total scarcity mindset as if the connection they could feel had a limit or cutoff point But what if you believed that connection and attention was actually abundant? That your partner was capable of paying other people in their life attention and connecting with other people and that didn't take away from their love and connection with you? Is it possible your partner can have a female friend that they connect with and still love you and be faithful to you? Is it possible they can want to spend time with their friends and connect with them and want to consciously keep choosing to be in a relationship with you? Now, this isn't me suggesting you have to have an open relationship. That's not what I'm saying at all, unless that's what you really want. This isn't about changing your preferences or dynamics in your relationship or not wanting monogamy. If that's what aligns with you, I'm in a monogamous relationship myself. This is about understanding that in any monogamous relationship, your partner still has an abundant ability to create all kinds of connections with different humans. And questioning your brain when it believes that them having a connection with somebody else is of detriment to the connection they have with you. We also have scarcity when it comes to what it would mean if our partner chose to leave the relationship with us to be with somebody else. So if my partner chooses to end the relationship and be with somebody else, there will be no other suitable romantic partners out there that I could connect with. They were the one person I could create this amazing relationship with and that's it. Again, total scarcity, that this one person or thing is it. It was the last one on the shelf. So we need to cling to it and hold on to it. But as we said, when looking at the first thought ever, the person isn't what creates your happiness. Your thoughts about them is what creates your connection and love for them, not them. And if this human decided to end their relationship with you, you totally have the ability to create love and connection with another amazing human there are billions of humans on this planet. We are not short of them. So notice where your brain is feeling this jealousy from a place of scarcity and ask yourself what might be different if you felt more abundant, if you believed the world was an abundant place with so many opportunities and humans to create connection with. We also tell ourselves our partners or friends can be stolen from us, which is never true. Humans have free will and can choose to stay or leave at any moment. When your brain is resistant to this truth, it assigns itself the job of threat detector, trying to spy out potential threats that could come along and steal our prize possession, our happiness vending machine. <laughs> but your partner has free will to stay or leave, regardless of who they come into contact with. That threat is always present and cannot be stomped out. The threat of your partner's free will. <laughs> And the fact they have free will and could choose to one day leave only becomes a problem when we're believing that our happiness is riding on them choosing to stay or that we couldn't create another relationship if they left. And I'm going to say that again because it's super important to understand. The fact they have free will and could choose to one day leave only becomes a problem when we're believing that our happiness is riding on them choosing to stay or that we couldn't create another relationship if they left. And the third jealousy thought error is if you lose this thing, it means you weren't good enough. And this is where the real issue is for most of us. We believe that if they leave or choose somebody else, it's going to prove just how not good enough we are. Again, all the more reason for our brains to be hypervigilant and try and ensure it never happened, and read into everything, every person they speak to, every friend that they have, any like they give on Instagram. We want to read into it because our entire self-worth is riding on it, riding on their decision to stay with us or not stay with us. But this again is a thought error. There are amazing, valuable people all over the world getting broken up with and rejected. And you never need to make somebody leaving your life be a reflection of your worth. What tends to happen is we have mean, insecure thoughts about ourselves. Maybe that we're not attractive enough, that we're not really likeable or fun enough, that there's something not good enough about us. And then we use our relationships with others to continuously debate these things. So for example, in my friendships, I didn't believe I was likeable or fun or good enough. So naturally, my friend spending time with somebody else was interpreted in my brain as proof of that. (laughs) Maybe you don't believe you're lovable or attractive enough. So your brain uses your partner having an attractive female friend, attractive again being totally subjective, but having a female friend that you consider attractive as evidence to prove that you are not attractive enough. So notice how your brain is kind of using these people as evidence to fuel your own mean beliefs about you. So where the work really is here is to question why you're believing those things about you. Why are you telling yourself that? And why you'd make the choices of your partner or friends mean something about your worth and value. As long as you're doing that, you're always going to be prone to jealousy and insecurity in your relationships. Because your brain is always going to be able to twist things into being a reflection of your worth or lack of. Clients of mine often say... But if my partner breaks up with me to be with somebody else, how could I not make that about me? (laughs) And it's a good question. But the way the question is worded kind of gives away the answer. Your brain believes that their choice is created by you. So if you are good enough, they would want to date you forever. If you're not good enough, they will choose to leave. You're believing there's such thing as one human being better than another. And if your partner leaves you for somebody else, it's proof that they are better. But really think about that. Who decides who's more attractive? Who decides who's better than anybody else? It's actually all made up and totally subjective. And in reality, we are all flawed, imperfect humans with a balance of good and bad qualities. Your partner's decision to want to be with somebody else is actually not a reflection of your inherent worth and value but a reflection of their thoughts and preferences. Think about people you know that you wouldn't want to date. Does that make them not valuable humans? Does it mean that they're not good enough? Does it mean that they're not attractive enough and nobody else could ever be attracted to them? No, of course it doesn't. Just means that you particularly weren't attracted to them, that you didn't want to be with them, that they weren't a match for you, for what you wanted. It's totally about you and your brain. So working on separating out the preferences and thoughts and feelings and choices of other people from who you are as a unique, imperfect, worthy human is so important. You are a human that some other humans have the ability to be attracted to. And a particular person choosing somebody else doesn't take away from that just like you not finding someone attractive or finding one person more attractive or a better fit for you, than another doesn't take away from somebody else finding the other person attractive and wanting to be with them. So what can you do when you notice you're starting to feel jealous? Usually when we feel jealous, we're believing our primitive brain when it says that there is a threat and therefore we feel the need to attack or defend what is ours, and so we instantly and urgently react to the emotion that's in our body, and therefore show up in ways that we don't really like and often regret. So instead, we need to start treating jealousy and any negative emotion as a cue to look inward. Notice it with compassion and no resistance. I teach a tool called Processing Emotions, which teaches you how to allow emotions in your body instead of resisting them. So head to the link in my Instagram bio to download the free Processing Emotions Meditation, or you could head to episode five of this podcast and listen to my episode called How to Handle Your Anxiety. It's the exact same technique for any negative emotion, so anxiety, jealousy, it's the exact same technique. And it'll teach you how to feel the sensations in your body instead of reacting to them or acting them out at somebody else. Then you want to get really curious about your thinking. What are the facts of what has happened? The very neutral facts, as everyone would agree them to be. And then what are all the thoughts creating the jealousy? What are you believing here? I sometimes like to write down the thought that I'm having and then ask myself, so what, why, or is that really true? (laughs) Whichever seems most relevant, five times to really keep peeling back the layers of my thinking. So say the fact was they're hanging out with somebody else and you ask yourself, so what? To get your thought about it. And your brain says, they prefer them to me. You could ask yourself, Is that really true? Why? So what if that is true? To show yourself what's going on in your brain on a deeper level. You'll likely notice that your brain is guilty of some of the three thought errors we've discussed in this episode. Number one, that your happiness or positive emotion rides on this person or thing. Number two, that there's a limited amount of this thing to go around or that it can be stolen from you in some way. And number three, that if you do lose this thing, if this person chooses to leave you, it means you weren't good enough or something negative about you. Be compassionate with yourself as you reflect on these thought errors and gently question them. What if your brain is wrong about that? How might that not be true? And what else might be true here? Okay, guys, that's all I've got for you today. I hope it was useful. Come and tell me on Instagram if it was. I would love to hear from you. And until next time, have a great rest of the week. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs.